the most crucial thing is that, that FDA is just an essential partner for drug development. And getting more FDA attention on it, getting more coordination across the different elements of the FDA to unified and therefore more efficient approach to drug development, I think is something that's really valuable. And I think FDA is just uniquely positioned to meet some of the goals that they have put forward. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Connecting ALS. I am your host, Jeremy Holden. In June, the FDA released its action plan for rare neurodegenerative diseases, including ALS, a requirement under the Accelerating Access to Critical Therapies Act for ALS, commonly known as the Act for ALS. Now, as regular listeners are aware, that bill was signed into law back in December after a long fight by ALS advocates. Under the plan, the FDA has committed to establishing the FDA Rare Neurodegenerative Disease Task Force, establishing the Public-Private Partnership for Rare Neurodegenerative Diseases, developing disease-specific science strategies, and leveraging ongoing FDA regulatory science efforts. All of that over the course of the next five years, and all welcome initiatives in the efforts to make ALS a livable disease while accelerating the search for treatments and cures. The ALS Association recently provided feedback to the FDA on ways to strengthen the plan and to inject urgency and accountability into its efforts. To learn more about that feedback, I sat down with Dr. Paul Larkin, Director of Research at the ALS Association. Well, Dr. Larkin, thanks so much for being with us this week on Connecting ALS. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. Yeah, well, looking forward to the conversation. I know a lot of work has gone into providing some feedback to the FDA on on this action plan. But for starters, for folks listening at home who may not be paying super close attention to the bureaucratic ongoings over at FDA, what is the FDA action plan? Sure. So the FDA action plan is an element of the act for ALS. And so that act required that six months after the act was signed into law, which happened in December, the FDA published this action plan, which details their five-year plan to do two things broadly. One, foster the development of safe and effective drugs for ALS and other rare neurodegenerative diseases. And two, facilitate access to investigational drugs for ALS and other rare neurodegenerative diseases. We're pleased that they have published this plan and on time uh, in the six-month time frame. And the plan itself is kind of broken down into two sections. First, there's a, a more general section that, that details the plan that's applicable to all rare neurodegenerative diseases. And then there's what they call the science strategy for ALS, which is a section that, of course, is focused exclusively on ALS. And it talks about their goals and five-year plan for advancing drug development in ALS. So it sounds like a lot to like out of this. I mean, we see the Act for ALS now moving forward and starting to make some real change in the world as it gets implemented. And always good to see additional focus on neurodegenerative disease research and certainly more specifically ALS research. So starting point, this is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd certainly be excited to have Congress fully fund these activities. And I would say that generally the activities that are described in this plan are consistent with the common wisdom for how to advance rare neurodegenerative disease drug development. And there's a lot of reference to programs that are ongoing at the FDA that are certainly relevant. And so where the FDA obviously has the expertise and the experience to execute on those programs and making sure that those programs include ALS is certainly a good thing. I think to me, there's a lot to like, but 
I do think that this plan is a first step. And so the FDA certainly acknowledges that this is their first stab at writing a science strategy for rare neurodegenerative disease. And they intend to write science strategies for other rare neurodegenerative diseases as well over the next five years. And as they mentioned in the plan, they intend to revise their plans, both at the sort of broad overall level for all diseases and for ALS in particular, as the first elements of this plan are completed. And I think that's a, that's a really important thing because a lot of the steps listed now are relatively high level and relatively generic and perhaps not as specific to ALS as we would like. So I think there's a lot to like, but it's important that it's step one of a process. So let's dig into some of the maybe development areas or some of the maybe room for improvement or maybe flushing some of this out a little bit. The association provided some feedback to FDA on this initial draft plan. What are some top level things that you would like to see kind of maybe fleshed out a little bit or maybe given a little bit more teeth? Like where are the major areas of potential improvement? Again, not trying to make this seem like it's a bad document, but you know, it's a first step. So where does it go from here? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think there are a couple sort of general things, and obviously there, there are plenty of specific points that we got into more detail in in the letter that we sent to the FDA recently. But at a high level, we would like more emphasis on speed. And obviously for ALS as a very rapidly progressing disease, that's a really important area. And that's not something that is really specifically called out in the plan. And it does seem that there are elements of the plan that could be advanced and pulled forward um, and just more emphasis given to prioritization of efforts and prioritization of efforts that are more likely to have results in the near term. So speed and something reflecting the urgency of this community. Second, there are sort of a couple of descriptions of elements of the plan that I think are really important. So there is establishment of a task force across FDA, which is important because FDA is, a, of course, a giant organization that has a couple of different silos in it. And so establishing a task force that can really bridge those gaps and make sure that drug development is proceeding in the same way and is proceeding efficiently across all of those elements of the FDA is really important. But there's not much in the way of specific accountability for who is doing what on that task force or what pieces of FDA are leading which specific development efforts. And so I think that type of thing, again, prioritization and an understanding of who is doing what, getting more into the nuts and bolts of this plan, will be really important as we, over time, try to evaluate the success of the plan. We need to have that accountability element. And then finally, the the third big area is that there should be more, again, specifics around communication. There are a couple of really great efforts in this plan that are focused on education, maybe education of the scientific community or of the drug development community around elements of regulatory science that are important for drug development in rare neurodegenerative disease. And those efforts are great, but there's not much of a communication plan, an action plan for really how to get that information out there. And so I think that is gonna be important, both communicating to those specific audiences that are mentioned in the plan, but also making sure to capitalize on and, and build on efforts in drug development, both in other rare diseases where you could certainly gain from efforts that have already taken place there, and also communicating within the larger ALS community, because there's certainly a lot of interest in being a part of this process. And so I think it would be really helpful if FDA would sort of make a more concerted effort to engage with the other elements of the ALS community 
And I think that would be beneficial both for the community understanding what's happening at FDA and for FDA understanding what resources are already out there existing in the ALS community and what is important to that community. So, you know, we're phase one of rolling out this plan, and it sounds like a lot to like, a lot to build on. Where do you get hope or like, where do you draw hope that this is moving us in the right direction and that this is another positive step toward kind of pushing the science forward? Yeah, I mean, I think this does show the FDA's focus on ALS and they are fulfilling their legal obligations, but they are putting forward a plan that has a lot of strength and they are showing that they are interested in refining that plan over time. And so there are already a couple of elements that I think are great. And I think the, the most crucial thing is that, that FDA is just an essential partner for drug development and getting more FDA attention on it, getting more coordination across the different elements of the FDA to unified and therefore more efficient approach to drug development, I think is something that's really valuable. And I think FDA is just uniquely positioned to meet some of the goals that they have put forward. So as a small example, there's an element of the plan where the FDA is going to evaluate their experience with natural history studies in ALS. And I think this is a really interesting one because it's something that really FDA is the only one that can do. They're going to look back at how previous natural history studies have played into the evaluation of drugs for ALS and see if they can figure out gaps or strengths or weaknesses that future studies could address. And this is important because natural history studies take a long time. There's been a lot of investment in them in ALS already. And so it's important that we don't just have a a blanket call for more natural history in ALS because we've got a lot of that. But FDA is the one that can really tell us with specificity, these are the pieces of natural history that the FDA would like to see. And that means that we can start on these long studies earlier and we can focus them more directly on the pieces of evidence that FDA feels are lacking so we can have those ready the next time a new drug comes before the FDA so that the FDA can, can have all the pieces that it needs to make its evaluation instead of, again, finding a gap when they're in the future evaluating a new drug. So FDA is the only one that can do that, and they're willing to do that. And so if they give us you know, a goal like that, then we can quickly advance to fill any gaps that are identified as a community. So I think that element of the plan where FDA is capitalizing on its unique location in the drug development ecosystem is really helpful. And I think that the more they can do that and the more they can communicate about the results of these steps, both internally across the task force, across the different elements of FDA, and externally to those of us that are are working to address any gaps that are out there, that's really just going to improve the efficiency and speed of drug development across the whole ecosystem. I know a lot of work went into the drafting of the Act for ALS, uh, pushing it through the legislative process, getting it signed into law. So it's exciting to see components of that starting to get rolled out. So Dr. Larkin, thanks for walking us through what we know today, and hopefully we can have you back as this and the research more generally moves forward. Sounds great. Thanks, Jeremy. I want to thank my guest this week, Dr. Paul Larkin. We'll share a link to the association's full comments to the FDA in the show notes. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please share it with a friend. And while you're at it, like and review Connecting ALS wherever you listen to podcasts. It's a great way for us to connect with even more listeners. Our production partner for this series is Citizen Race Car. Post-production by Alex Brower. Production management by Gabriela Montequin. Supervised by David Hoffman. Thanks for tuning in. We'll connect with you again soon.